Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to love seeing Goddamn it. Right. Who doesn't want to make out on TV? It's pretty cool. I mean, while the titty's still up in the air, you know? (laughs) Right. Let me make out while my titties are fresh. They're going to soil eventually. I'd like it on wax as evidence so I can show my kids later. You see them titties? Like, I was the shit back in the day. (laughs) I know you don't like talking about your mama's titties, but here I'm going to show you. I need you to see them just so you respect me, goddammit. Boys, gather around. (laughs) I have something to share with you. (laughs) Everyone around the fireplace, I have a big announcement. uh... Did your daddy ever tell you about this why? No, There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. Welcome to another phenomenal, devastating, thick-booted episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally start that GoFundMe to recollect Ice-T's ponytail. The man ain't been the same since they took his ponytail from him. We got to get that ponytail back. By all means, by any cost, we will get Ice-T back his ponytail. I am your host, Langston Kerman. I am excited to be here. It is hot in my house. I ain't wearing no sleeves. We're getting it popping today. And my guest today, apparently she's not wearing no shirt, which is very exciting for everyone involved. It's an audio podcast, but now you get to use your imagination, which is very fun. She's hilarious. She's just so fucking funny. You know her from Netflix. You know her from Black Monday. She's just hilarious. I'm a big fan. Give it up for my guest today, Miss Janelle James. Oh, yeah. man. 
I haven't felt applause in so long. Woo. Let it wash <laughs> Just, over me. Hit that again. Uh-huh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> One more time. I got Ooh. you. It's nice, right? Oh, it's hell good. yeah. <laughs> you haven't done any of the, you know, the outdoor shows? You haven't gone and ventured out? Two days ago was my first one with Chelsea Handler. But, oh. but it was such a it was a, such a huge ordeal, and yeah. uh, that uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if I enjoyed it or not. It was so stressful. Right, <laughs> first show in five months. <laughs> that weird thing of like you're not comfortable doing your art the way that you used to do your art. Yeah, tacked on top of the fact that like you're putting koozies on top of your microphone to yeah. keep from spreading germs. It's all very weird. That's not even a half of it. It was a shoot, not just a show. So this is SAG oh. rules, and it is intense. So to you know sanitize and audience and mask and isolation, it's just like yo, is is this fun? Right. <laughs> I mean, was I, this worth it I, I, yeah i mean i got paid I, I was like i had told myself i wasn't gonna come venture out unless it's for a good amount of money so they got me right. on that but then i was just like yo this is this is crazy i don't know if the hey. money now i'm like i don't know if the money was right it was so much <laughs> it was so much to deal with so yeah <laughs> I feel like after a certain point of success, we're all asking ourselves that question. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. I had planned on hitting there so quickly. I, I, sure. I, you know? So I once did a commercial where I dressed up like a giant piece of Chex Mix. And uh, I hit that pretty early in my career. So oh, I, I remember know. that. It's not a fond memory. I'm not bragging. National it, commercial? Uh, nope. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> That, it was that, internet. It was like weird nope. websites only. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no, no. Not even any residual <laughs> checks to take the edge off your regret. Nah, it was one lump <laughs> fee to be a whore in oh, a high no. costume. <laughs> we all do what the we The point is, do. we all make choices. Exactly. Well, I'm really excited you're here today because you came with a conspiracy theory that uh, has been very near and dear to my heart for quite a while. And after some deliberating, we deliberated a little bit, but you mm-hmm. pick. And I want to make sure we get this correct. You said, my mama told me. Black men with bad haircuts are perceived as safer in the eyes of white America. Is it a conspiracy if it's true? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what they say. I've heard it before, and I I love that you picked it. Tell me where this comes from for you. Well, my mama first, but also I think it perpetuates through Hollywood. Anytime Mm -hmm. the good guy steps on the scene, that hairline is is all the way fucked up. You know what I mean? Uh And so I think it's so almost anti-black to be walking around with your head all messed up. That it's like you got to be working on the other side, you know what I mean? Or trying to not working on the other side, but trying to present yourself as differently. Then. Right. So you're saying that to some extent, this is like the men or the people involved in this consenting to a shitty hairline. Yes. For the sake of like getting in good with Hollywood. It started as a conspiracy and people are now using it. You know what I mean? Oh. So just my just my theory. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I don't know. Listen. There's no reason to run from this. Let's dig deep. Into we this. all uh, code switch. Some people hairline switch. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to get, <laughs> trying to get up the corporate ladder. Some people change their voice. Exactly. 
Exactly. Some people change their voice on a phone call. Some of y'all tell your barber, hey, don't touch that. Don't touch I'm, I'm, I, that little fucked up. I'm trying to get up to the VP spot, you know, so <laughs> got my <laughs> I love that. Wait, your mother has this opinion? She shares this conspiracy theory? No, nah, I was lying. I was just trying to go with the oh, podcast. Okay. But, You're uh, just playing along. Good for you. Nah, for, my uh... mother I'm from the island, so we I don't know what our conspiracy theory. We just have a lot of sayings that are rooted in religion bullshit. I don't I, that I can't right. even yeah, but this one is I picked because I definitely know it's a thing. <laughs> sure. Let's start digging into examples, because I do feel like even for our white listeners, mm-hmm. I have to imagine that some of them are even confused about what a, a good hairline is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. can't imagine that that half the time they even know when a black man has a, a I would say or a... look at any recent upgrade on the NBA. Sure. You know, it's <laughs> any NBA player <laughs> that was looking a little different than they were a couple of years ago. That's the the new version right. is the good hairline. That's that's look at we... you trying to keep your money by not saying LeBron James. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> that was very professional of you. You're like, look, I ain't gonna say maybe no names. I need I have to dress as a graham cracker next to him in a commercial coming up. You don't know. You don't know. He, he he sometimes you know might write me a check i'm gonna be hey, cool but you never know when a nigga individuals cross over into comedic comedy or whatever they always crossing over i might have to meet this dude one day you never know but yeah anyway I would catch say. janelle james in space jam too uh, <laughs> oh my god i wish anyway uh, don't we all but no, i i totally agree i think that to some extent uh there was a celebration of a lot of NBA or sort of big celebrity figures at the point that their hair looked shitty right? or is continuing to look shitty, complicated. We'll say their hair is complicated. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, if white people want to know what we're trying to achieve here, as far as perfection, look to the ones that were paid for. Right. (laughs) There you go. That look okay. Look there. We that's a, okay. Now you're explaining something. So so a old LeBron is what we're fighting against. Yes, right, a right. current LeBron is what we are trying to achieve. Right. I've said it. I've said it a few times in other places. But I genuinely believe that uh, Jalen Rose made a deal with the devil to have the hairline that he has. It is uh, magnificent. Well, now Just I gotta look this dude up. Oh, you don't know Jalen Rose? No, it's I'm not a big sports fan. Never exists. He's most famous for being an Indiana Pacer and then getting uh, well, he wasn't a Pacer at the time, but he took 81 points from Kobe. Kobe scored 81 points on the man, and now he's a commentator. Oh, and this uh, is a an example of a great hairline, is what you're saying. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm it's, like, wait a minute, what are you? Oh, okay, I thought you were saying the opposite. I'm like, well, shit, what's the good one? If this is awful, this yeah, this no, is pretty fucking perfect. It's the perfect airline, and I have to believe that he did something. Know, he murdered an orphan to get it. Oh, he forty-seven with this strong ass hairline. Something going on, right? He sacrificed exactly. uh, a something at right. the altar. <laughs> and I'm looking at yeah. a picture of his younger self, mm-hmm. and he had a low cut. He had the almost a buzz cut. What's that like? A what, what's it called when yeah. you have the five o'clock shadow? Like, yeah, the on ball your head. fade type the ball joint. fade and the hairline. It's crisp. Listen, it's never moved. It's in, never in forty-seven years. This is a conspiracy right here. Jalen Rose is here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's solve that shit. Wow. What blood did you drink, Jalen, to get that haircut? 
to oh stay exactly where it is in 47 years. Oh, my goodness. I am amazed. So this conspiracy specifically, I think, was presented under the guise of black men. But do you find that that also applies to women, that black women in Hollywood are forced to sort of consent to bad hair? <laughs> On ourselves? Yeah, or just, you know, white people sort of like wanting that look. So well, that you know, I definitely advantage. switch up switch up the wigs depending on what I'm trying to go for. You know, sister girl gets uh, braids or, you know, uh, color, you know, uh -huh. sure. <laughs> and uh, corporate corporate lady gets the, gets the wig, you know, the straight right. relaxed hair. Maybe a little fair faucet at little the end of little, little, yeah. little uh what's it uh little scandal little Kerry washington that's okay. been the standard the last couple of years i got you so you you think the sisters in general are getting a little more grace when it comes to their hair that they're having more options to choose from well whereas i don't men... know in hollywood i mean i don't know if it's grace we all are also constantly trying to figure out what hairstyle is least scary to white people <laughs> or mm, or right or uh just the right enough black that they're like okay we got a black person but not too black that she gonna call us on our shit right <laughs> <laughs> if you twist that all the way to the scalp you're gonna cause some problems oh, oh, work. it's gonna be tight on set you know what i mean uh -huh. she's not gonna like my jokes and shit you know so right that's fair I think what's fascinating in this conspiracy theory or certainly has so much to explore in this conspiracy theory is what the intention of the sort of uh, white Hollywood is in controlling black hair. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. Like what what's your goal here? What is what are you ultimately trying to achieve in your control of black hair? Well, diversity without being too diverse. Mm. Same without way. without uh i don't know what's scary to uh <laughs> i mean there's preconceived notions about different type of hairstyles so if you got dreads you're a radical or you smoke weed or you know mm -hmm. if you're natural maybe you in the front of the black lives matter protests or whatever they think which right. isn't necessarily true but and hollywood don't really move quickly so the same stereotypes they had in the 80s are the same one they judging us by now you know right i, that, I change my hair every five seconds so who, who am who am i but you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you show up to work and they're like that's a new lady girl you this new lady so fast <laughs> it was you had a bob yesterday and it's down to your butt. I swear you black people are amazing. Black girl magic, sis. Right. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> I think you're making a very valid point that so much of this is rooted in like antiquated stereotypes, right? right. That like yeah. what white people were scared of in 1986 mm -hmm. about black uh, associations and hairstyles is still the exact same thing that they're pretty much afraid of today. I feel like, you know, outside of Hollywood, it's still true that white people don't have many encounters with black people. So mm -hmm. they still everything they believe is still what's on TV or what they right. saw back then. And then I don't think they until recently even went out of their way to see us. So <laughs> it's just yeah. what they happen to see in a movie with a black person one time. You know, they're not right. necessarily seeking out black entertainment. I always say that this what's happening now with diversity and always having to include a black person or a, a one of each and all of that. I don't know. Sure. I'm happy for the work, but I don't know if that makes better product and it's not mm -hmm. realistic because a lot of white people, they hang out with people that look like them. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, I hate when I'm watching a white production and then here comes this 
black dude like yo what up like they would never be friends you know what i mean and you don't have to right. trick it, me you don't have to wedge this person in here <laughs> because you feel bad about not casting someone like like or just, writing the story with a black person in it just write write the story you know how to write and hopefully the story you know how to write includes black people right. but it shouldn't just be you turn this into a black character for right. no reason. And what would happen in the 80s is, not 80s, in the 90s, with the black guy that would show up with the, hey, what up, would always have a uh. whack-ass haircut. <laughs> would always have a whack haircut. And I think that's just stuck right. with, with us. And the I guy. think part of it is, like, you can't have the one dude show up who's, like, the best friend and he looks sexy and flexy. You need True. him to show up and look like average and something that can fade into the background. We don't need this motherfucker. Well, also, I think just from experience, dudes, black dudes who's walking around with them type of haircuts grew up around white people. They go in a, a what's the, what's <laughs> super what's, cut, super cut, little, uh, <laughs> they right hair cuttery. Exactly. <laughs> they in there, you know, letting Barb cut their hair or whatever. I mean, I've lived in neighborhoods like that where there's no black barbershop. Where else you going to go? Yeah. You know, so. Right. Uh, <laughs> as a as a uh, I've I've only been a victim once, but as a former victim of supercuts, I can say uh, <laughs> I can say that it's never going to turn out to be the experience you want it to be. I, I wouldn't imagine why you would think that, but um, <laughs> you know, when you're a, a boy growing up in the suburbs, you get desperate. You <laughs> you start to think like. I, I want to look good. Maybe this this white lady can help me yeah. out. And it's I've done my kids old school where I just went on some YouTube vids and said, let me figure out how to cut this shit because I don't. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, wait. at a certain point, my mom was cutting my hair and she wasn't good at it. And YouTube right. didn't exist. Right. So it was I totally like, it. oh, she's just like making some shit up and it wasn't helping. And then I thought like, oh, I'm going to be a big boy and independent and try this on my own. And, you know, you you fuck up. But so you know, so did they cut your hair with the scissors? Of course. They, that's, <laughs> where, <laughs> that's where they start. <laughs> and then you walk out, you like, OK, line me up. And then you got bangs for some uh, reason. It's just, you know, I feel like that's a rite of passage for black people here. Like I've definitely sat down in a white woman's chair like, ah, uh, actually, that just happened to me on set where. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so funny because uh, because of YouTube, this is off topic, but because of YouTube and I, I appreciate it. You know, there's the white hair stylists are trying to learn about black hair more. And this woman right. was so proud of having some edge control gel like she <laughs> pulled it out. Like before she pulled it out, her face was beaming. I was like, what's she about to pull out? Because she was like, I'm about to fucking blow this chick's mind. Like and she pulled out this edge control. <laughs> And the right. little brush, and she's like, "Should I do your edges?" And I just, I oh, was like, she couldn't wait to say that. She, you know, she wait. was up all night practicing. And, and look how nice <laughs> I am. I said, "Sure, I ain't need to have that shit." But I was like, "You nah. look so excited to crack open," and it was fresh, not one fingerprint in that shit. I was the first. Oh, edges. she killed it. No, meaning when she opened the gel, I was obviously oh. the first. It she was. hadn't even put her finger in it yet. It was a fresh, smooth surface. I was the first edges she had ever this, brushed down. She was cracking the seal on this edge control gel. Exactly. She was waiting for you, and that, and to your point, that's very nice that she uh, she tried, she but studied and whatever. The more uh, wanted alternative is that they let black people into the unions for hairstyling on sets. But anyway, so. That would be so ideal. I, too, have had some horrifying set <laughs> stories where it's just like, 
you show up and they don't have a black barber. And if they do, it's not really a black barber. It's just like somebody who qualifies as being able to do ethnic hair, which doesn't mean anything. Anything. And it's like. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. You do don't you know how to do have... black hair. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. Do. Have you, <laughs> do you know how to be a nigga in a barbershop? <laughs> Can you cut my hair while you tell me about you cheating on your wife? Exactly. That's the kind of energy I need to get a solid haircut. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that brings us back to our conspiracy in that I think part of the reason black dudes with horrible haircuts are more palatable and safer to white people is that they know that they're not experiencing the indoctrination nation or what they think is the indoctrination <laughs> of black barbershops right who knows oh. what they think is happening in there probably they think we in there getting radical making plans with each other oh <laughs> shit know. whoa that's Hold my on. theory you, wait i must let's take a step back. hey i really this, thought about you, this before i came on you might have just <laughs> you might have just cracked open something that i i need you to really explore this this brings me to a section of the show that i like to call talk that talk and what you're <laughs> suggesting is groundbreaking in a way that i never expected so janelle i'm going to give you 30 <laughs> seconds 30 seconds to just mm-hmm. break down exactly what you mean about this potential indoctrination from the black barbershop right. whenever you're ready i'm ready so <laughs> i think black barbershops is one of the few spaces that white people have not gentrified and so they don't know what the fuck is happening in there. And usually just based on behaviors that have, and things that are happening and have always happened, they, for whatever reason, have in their head that anytime we're left to our own devices that we're plotting against them. So mm. if you in a barbershop with a fresh fade, oh, and don't have a fresh lineup all the time, that means you in there so much. Who knows mm. what you're plotting? Therefore, right. you're scary. Scared of the unknown, which is, is the basis for a lot of things. <laughs> There it is. There it is. Oh man, that okay. (laughs) Now you okay. That oh now you crack something open because I think that's exactly right. I think there's this constant fear of what we're doing without them. Yeah. And so they are essentially making us get our hair cut by white people or by sort of like their insiders so that they can avoid the risk that we're constantly treading in this space that they're afraid to enter on their own. Correct. And then you have it. there's a constant risk that maybe if I'm alone with my barber, I'm going to be planning some sort of like terrorist attack against <laughs> the, the the white community. Who Instead knows? of just who getting knows? a haircut by a dude who has bad opinions about like women and LeBron. Like, I don't, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be all that. Well, you know, I've found that white people think we think about them way more than we do. So mm. that's what I think is happening. Uh, honestly, this changed everything for me. And I, <laughs> I've i got more reading to do because this was powerful. All right, we're going to take a break and then we're going to be back with more Janelle James and more My Mama Told Me. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. 
or Kellen Kenney, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we are back. And we're back here with more Janelle James and more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about those trash-ass hairlines that Hollywood approves and allows people to excel in their careers based on the fucked-up linings that they put out in the world. (laughs) You think this extends beyond Hollywood? Do you think that this goes into other spaces of success? Oh, yeah. I mean, every uh, big purchase I've ever made that was from a black man was with a dude with a fucked-up hairline. (laughs) Uh, My car, my house, it was always a guy. Come on back. Got the papers for you. Those are the only people that they let get the papers. You know what I mean? So. That's uh, devastating. <laughs> I ain't never bought nothing expensive from a sharp hairline. Right. I started thinking about it in terms of like politicians, right? Even beyond politics, like these sort of like massive figures in history. Barack Obama, not that great of a hairline. Martin Luther King Jr. Ain't nobody really? talking about that fate. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you think they would let him be Nelson Mandela if he didn't have that slick back afro? Do you know True. what I mean? Like, this, I will this say, is Barack, complicated stuff. I will say, Barack, just like his politics, really walked the line of his hairline. Like, he has a uh-huh. hairline, but he ain't too sharp. You know what I mean? No. He's left, right. but not too left. Like, that's his, right. that's his play. That's so exactly right. He, he has was enough like, that hey. we not gonna, you know, that we not gonna roast him. But then mm-hmm. white people are like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy yeah. sometimes. He was like, hey, line me up, but don't you hit them corners. Don't, don't you <laughs> dare hit them corners. 
You leave them corners soft. Exactly. I can't afford for these motherfuckers to get uncomfortable with my corners. I feel like that's how he lives life, right in the middle. Right? It's just a soft <laughs> middle for Barack Obama. Real biracial. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> All right, I I have some research that I'd love mm-hmm. to unpack with you because I do think that there's a lot of legitimacy to this conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found, one of the I, as we were measuring success, I guess the easiest sort of like uh, measure of success or clearest measure of success was to go to the Forbes list of billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. And of the 2,153 people listed on the Forbes list of billionaires last year, that's only ridiculous. 30. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that, no, you're right. 2,100 people are that all billionaires. Even, that doesn't even you know, make sense. But go ahead. So I'm sorry. And we're out here starving and freezing. <laughs> and by we, I mean, y'all, I'm fine. But the, the point is. Oh, it's coming for us. <laughs> it is. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not far enough into any game to be to able get, to, to be exactly from this. Exactly. But so of the 2,100 people, 13 of them are black. Oh. That's it. In the world. And <laughs> of those 13. That's a high either, number. I'm surprised. <laughs> you, oh, it's more than you expect. More than I thought. I, I wouldn't even think they would let that many of us get there for sure. Yeah, they let 13 slip through. And of those 13... <laughs> All 13 of them are black men with trash hairlines or Oprah. That's the wow. that's the it's... breakdown. I think there's another lady in there, but that's not the way the bits go. But, <laughs> <laughs> and every single one of them, I'll read you some. Some of them are concrete tycoons and Michael Jordan. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking now. These are dudes. They just put on the uh, the number five guard and go straight back. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just run this through i'm gonna just run this through like a comb just straight back right hey man hit me with that lawnmower and keep it moving (laughs) exactly just take it down time i have to go shut down an orphanage don't shake the perimeter just take it down just take the shrubbery (laughs) you know i think to your point there's not a lot of evidence of like a dude at the highest level of at least certainly like financial success right that look like he goes to a black barbershop i'm telling you it's all around the barbershop Mm-hmm. These dudes are not no. I mean, you a billionaire. First of all, you have your own barber, but this right. is, you ain't in the shop getting indoctrinated, no. <laughs> being around other brothers. You already a billionaire, so you you already a black billionaire, so you're already isolated. So your only right. cares are other white people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't be in there with the waves and a wave cap. Like get out of here. And at that point, who are you doing it for? Right? Like if like you said, if my peers are all white people, who gives a fuck if I have a straight hairline? They can't tell the difference. Now I will say I was surprised that Jay Z went locks after billionaire. That's almost like a little fuck you, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Jay Z wasn't known for his hair to begin with. True that, though. true that, but he's gone like in a real wacky way right now. Yeah. <laughs> that I you know, I was surprised about. I almost, Jay-Z's a fascinating one, though, because I do think he's almost playing both sides, right? Because you see this dude who, like you said, he sort of has like this Afro lock Mm -hmm. sort of look now, which makes him very like connected to Mm -hmm. Africa and blackness Mm -hmm. and all Mm -hmm. this other stuff while simultaneously having a hairstyle that 
you see on like Cheerios commercials. Do you know what I mean? Like they put like a curly haired yeah. black man in a Cheerios commercial right. and make him uh, say how yummy honey is on his oats and his nuts. I knew Jay-Z crossed over when he, I saw footage of him. I think it was, he was at a basketball game with Beyonce and the mm-hmm. story was about how they must have had an argument because Beyonce had a bad look on her face or something. But what I noticed was yep. at one point, Jay-Z spots another, I can only assume, super rich friend across the way. And he waved at them with his hands straight out and just did the fingers. That's, that's <laughs> I was like, that's not Brooklyn. Right. That's not Brooklyn. I was Jay-Z. like, he's gone. Jay-Z's waving like toodaloo. And yes. <laughs> a real fucking Samantha-ass wiggle figure. A real see you at the tennis courts tomorrow type wave. Right. And I was like, oh, they got him. So so that's what makes the hair confusing because he is definitely playing both sides. I mean, yeah, he, I don't think he I think Jay-Z's a smart enough dude to be aware that like, yeah. all right, I can't be a trash hairline guy, but I can be sort of like this weird Afrocentric. Like he's going in, I collect paintings now Uh, type, we in a museum type nigga. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yep. I love this. And there's so many other great examples of people who have reached sort of like a weird peak with like terrible hairlines. Tiger Woods is a great example. Never got a line. But did he ever claim us? I don't think so. Did Tiger ever say he was black? Uh, I mean, he had a black daddy. It's hard not to. That was his best friend. I don't think that he wanted to, but. uh, (laughs) Right. I mean, I ain't pushing black on nobody that don't want it. So that's why I always. uh, Like, if you ain't, you ain't trying to say, be proud about it, then I don't want you. But I just don't remember him ever saying that he's black. So he can have that hairline for all I can. (laughs) 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 That's fair. I'm going to read you a quote. I don't, I don't a... claim him. <laughs> or that headline. You're not with me no more, Tiger. Nope. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. You ain't with us, Tiger. You something else. <laughs> right. He's his own category, which is fine. So this has been an ongoing issue so much so that in 2020, the Hollywood Reporter wrote an article called Hollywood's Black Hair Problem on set. We've all cried in our trailers, which basically chronicles like sort of and it's primarily women, but it chronicles the exactly what you were talking about. of like. Yes. Black (laughs) women sort of being cast and then not having hairstylists on the other side. You quickly learn to show up already done. Exactly. And that's one of the things that people say in the article. Natasha Rothwell talks a lot about how she has to wake up an hour early from Mm -hmm. the time she would have normally woke up Mm -hmm. just so she could do her hair, show Mm -hmm. up on set and not let them like do something way worse to it. Again, off topic, because this is about male hairlines, but this also goes to white people not being around us. They don't even know what our hair is supposed to look like. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've purposely showed up on set looking fucked. Like if I walked into a black room, y'all would be like, <laughs> what the fuck? I've purposely gone on set and been like, no, I'm good. And have the hairstylist look at me and like, you look great. Like they have no idea. Yeah. They're like, I, okay. <laughs> right. you know, I have to be like, no, I'm joking. I just woke up. Then they're like, oh, because they just don't know 
oh, thank God, I hated what I saw, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, not even that they hated it. They just don't know. Yeah, they just don't know. I don't like the, oh, if you don't have any Black friends, you not, da, da, da. Because there's many places in America where you can walk around for days and not see one of us. You know what I sure. mean? So that's fair. But once you get up into Hollywood and you and we're on sets, these are things we have to either have someone who knows or they have to be trained. They're not training them to do our hair, which means that this is a industry that was set up with no thought of us ever being in it. <laughs> right. You know I, I think mean? that's exactly right. And it, this is where it gets even more fascinating for me is that uh, the, this conversation extends well beyond the industry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That like there's so many different examples of sort of this war on black hair in mm -hmm. other spaces. For example, yeah. in 2018, a student is sent home from Christ the King Elementary School in Terrytown, Louisiana, because she's wearing box braids. Right. And they basically just decide box braids are wrong. Right. Or a different time in 2018 where a six-year-old a six-year-old is sent home banned from school because he has locks right. and the principal like justifies this as being a rule that's been in the school's like doctrine since 1971 and he's like dude i'm the first black person here no, right. <laughs> right how do you have this like rule you, i've never it's, <laughs> it's a racial ban you're just yeah. masking it under yeah. a protective hairstyle Right. And this is also, again, this is fear of the unknown. They don't know what these hairstyles means. It makes them uncomfortable. It's mm -hmm. not, they're not around it. They don't, it's too different. It's too black. And it reminds them that we exist. Yes. <laughs> Basically. And, yes. And to your earlier point, 1971 was when you established this rule because you're basing it off of fears that existed in 1971. Then, exactly. Like, we're not even afraid of the same shit that we were afraid. Yeah. In 1971, we were afraid that Russians were going to nuke us through, like, weird satellites in the sky. Now we know they're going to nuke us through, like... Uh, elections. Elections <laughs> and weird... <laughs> And weird emails and Facebook messages. And, it's a completely and, different world of fears. And they're more of a poisoning kind of people rather than nukes. And now we're uh -huh. finding out, you know, that's their thing. <laughs> we would say the bombs. Right. They do. They're more poison people, you know. So They're more poison people. That's correct fair. yourself. Yeah. Update your shit. <laughs> but talking about, uh, I mean, this is also entertainment industry, but I feel like the patron saint of safe hairstyles is Bill Cosby. Mm. Bill Cosby and every dude that he had on that show. Yes. Elvin. That, Elvin's yep. nerdy camp ass. Trash. That trash. That haircut. Uh, the dude in the military. Denise's husband. Trash. Uh -huh. Like never, that. Never had a sweet lineup on him. If any one of them girls showed up with a do-rag nigga, he'd have lost his mind. Yeah. I think that's... Now you're talking. Now you're really talking. Because <laughs> Theo was about to go on a date wearing a Gordon Gartrell <laughs> <laughs> and had a, a, a trash lineup. He wouldn't even let Theo have a real flat top. It was like, uh, right. it was an afro that he padded into a flat top. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he shaped into a flat top. And I think Cosby knew the whole time. Cosby was the king of, of sort of like respectability yeah. politics. Yeah. Yeah. And that man knew that if he had Theo looking too much like Jalen Rose, yep. Theo was not an endearing character to his white audience. Exactly. They, it would have it been a special episode. Theo gets a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Theo gets a lineup and gets kicked out of the family. And he like, what, you been over to Flatbush? Where you going? 
<laughs> Who cut your hair? Cosby James? was like in uh, Clinton Hill or something, right? <laughs> yeah, he was like Brooklyn Heights. Almost. Right. I so that, that was... episode, Theo went across the tracks to Bushwick mm-hmm. or whatever. He got a haircut. Yeah, and now the whole Theo, family got to do a dance to convince him to come back. Theo took the two train too far. And now, uh, <laughs> and now we don't know if we, He's we swimming. with Theo anymore. Right. <laughs> All right. So in 2019, and this is interesting, Cory mm-hmm. Booker, intro- another trash hairline, uh, Cory Booker introduced the Crown Act which is an act meant to protect against discrimination based on hair specifically for black people with tightly coiled or protective styles. Right. Uh, and it's only been accepted since 2019 in three states, <sighs> California, New York, and New Jersey. Everybody else can still fire you or keep you from a school based on your hair if they want to. And let me tell you, not that this was a conscious choice, but this is why comedy has been such a relief for me because I've had corporate jobs and worked in offices and I just cannot see me as myself as an adult having other adults telling me what to do with my hair it's just it's so demeaning it's so demeaning it's so uh you take people's humanity like become be this other thing in order to earn money for the job that you're doing (laughs) right take and I think that's such an important point because I think at the essence of what we're talking about is an ability to take away someone's confidence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The thing that makes them feel most themselves right. oftentimes it's a is power the play. way we look. It's right? a power play. And yeah, exactly. And so I do think to your earlier point, this is like an intentional want to mm-hmm. damage our confidence and keep us in this place of emotional disarray. Force assimilation. Yeah. So either you look a little ashy, you look a little <laughs> bummy, or you look your best, but you're not welcome in, you know, whatever country. And also your best of. intimidates me. I don't like you looking better than me. Yeah. What, what look better than a black man shined up, teeth uh-huh. blinging, charm. Right. He's spinning your wife out at the fucking company picnic and shit. She giggling. Nobody wants that. Right. You better come in here with this fucked up lineup and stop intimidating me. That's why they're scared to put Idris in uh, the James Bond. Oh, come suit. on. Who, who going you know to I mean? follow him? Because they, they know that white tuxedo, that's going to look better on that chocolate skin than anybody. Look, Idris gets Bond. His love oh, interest man. is going to be the blackest bitch on the planet. It's They yeah. will never let him. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows up the whole, just the whole theory that this is like the best thing if you make him bond and so you have to keep him sort of in you know they need him to be luther it's also it's him with a trash hairline that's the only difference i mean he pulls it off but anyway uh (laughs) (laughs) all right put your loins away let's focus on the argument here don't get all all wet over there let's forgot i ain't got no shirt on i forgot (laughs) i I bumped up on the table for a minute got excited my bad um but in his british luther yeah all his uh, love interests are white women I don't know if you noticed right. that. And his sidekicks are black women. I'm saying if he, they did a Bond that was a U.S.-based production, they would not let him have a white love interest. Yeah. I, I don't. It would be uh, Alec Weck or something like that. And you would have right. to have. Because <laughs> a part of it is, again, where the theory being that certain white people are still afraid of old uh, stereotypes. The black buck that's coming to steal your woman. Mm-hmm. 
really does play into that. So Right. My guess is that, is that if they make him the Bond that he deserves to be, mm-hmm. they're probably going to give him like some vaguely ethnically like sort of ambiguous woman. They're yeah. going to give him like a, a Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> yeah. let that be his love interest. Because yeah. that doesn't offend them as much as black women do for whatever reason the idea of black women having sex consensually is very upsetting to hollywood yeah uh, that's a whole other bag of yeah of shit Uh. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it gets sad at the end i get that all right we're gonna take another break and we'll be back with more janelle james and more my mama told me Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters, the theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we are back. Bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. We're back here with more <laughs> My Mama Told Me, more Janelle James. We have, I think, fully unpacked the possibility that this is all rooted in a fear 
of the black barbershop and really a fear of black revolution that they the white people think is coming out of the black barbershop yeah it's all scary and exciting i love where we're headed and you know jokes on them because those headlines i mean i feel like that's some undercover spy shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay okay i like where this is going tell me more so you trust them the fucked up headlines, but they know what they doing to get up in your spaces. Right. Yeah, you you fucked up my hairline, but you didn't take my mind from me. Hello? I'm still connected to a Speak community. I'm, I'm still working with a people. Yes. So yeah, okay. That's right. You made my hairline look like uh, shark teeth. But guess what, motherfucker? I'm going to go report back everything I've learned on set or in this community or in this boardroom. Through my back back channel barbershop network. Uh, (laughs) We going to get you, motherfucker. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Let's play a game. I have a, a fun game that I like to play. This game is called White, White Lies. Lies. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. This is White Lies. It's a, <laughs> it's a fun game where I will introduce to you, Janelle, a traditional white conspiracy, a very famous white conspiracy. And then I would like you to take the time to unpack that conspiracy, really break it all down. Why do you think white people care about this conspiracy so much? What are these sneaky motherfuckers up to? Let me put my goofy on. Yeah, put your goofy on. Put on. That's how I do it. Light up your eyes. Do whatever you got to do to really... To really open that third eye and let's get into this. Have you ever heard of the conspiracy Paul is dead? No. Okay, so there is a conspiracy, a claim that the Beatles member Paul McCartney in 1966 died in a car crash. And uh, he was replaced by a man named Billy Shears who looked like him and then became the Paul McCartney we now know today. Okay. Uh, This has been spread over decades of Beatles, you know, whatever, conspiracies. And so much so that even in the cover of Abbey Road, they claim that Paul is wearing a suit that signifies him at his funeral and he has no shoes on as he's crossing Abbey Road, which I guess implies that he is, I don't know, barefoot. You don't get, buried in, don't you get, don't get buried in shoes? I don't understand. Yeah, I, listen, I don't get what they're doing. <laughs> but what I would love for you to do is explain to me why after decades of this conspiracy continuing, why it is so important that white people believe that Paul McCartney died in that car crash. Whew, that's a tough one because uh, it makes absolutely no sense. But mm-hmm. so they, the, the conspiracy is that they want to believe that he's dead. Yes, Maybe they know that replaced. they've hounded him and the Beatles in, you know, it's such bad because the Beatles were the Michael Jackson of their time. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Mm hmm. They were the biggest. They were the baddest. They were all the things. I would think a better conspiracy would be that he faked his death or something like that to get away okay. from the limelight. And he was tired of the of the business and then re- kind of like Tupac is in, in on an island chilling. <laughs> right. OK, that Paul McCartney just wanted out from yeah. the celebrity. I can't and even wrap he... my mind around this conspiracy that he's dead and, and replaced for what for what? purpose is are are the Beatles still touring is he still collecting money (laughs) right (laughs) right at this point 
Paul McCartney just shows up on SNL every you know <laughs> is he, six episodes. Was he murdered? Is that part of the conspiracy? The, well, it was that the car crash killed him on accident. It wasn't on purpose. And so instead of, I think the hope, or at least what they're suggesting is that instead of losing the Beatles and their front man, right? Because him and Lennon were basically like the main uh, singers. They just, replaced, they just, used they just happened dude. to have a ringer just yep. ready to jump in. Just, yeah. just ready at the ready because they had already thought about this. Like, what if? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if Paul dies, we gonna need. Hey, Billy who to we gonna have? Because we blowing up right now, and I can't fuck this money up. So, uh, like, I, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> this a dumbass. That's that is fun to believe that every famous artist has As like a, a replacement dude. <laughs> That, that the evil record company just has on standby. Like, y'all ain't about to fuck up this money. We, right. who, who died? Nah, we got to finish this tour. Billy, you up. What? Like, <laughs> you saying Bruno Mars uh, was in a plane crash. Well, that's you, James. You got to, come on, hey, you got to go do your job. You see how fast they got Kevin Hart out of that car accident? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's All a conspiracy right. right there. What happened with that whole situation? Uh, uh, Kevin, I respect you and would love to work on the movie with you later yep. on. <laughs> Disclaimer. You, you, <laughs> you'll see Janelle in Pets 3 coming out. Uh, <laughs> Fingers motherfucking crossed. Um, I think this is a fascinating train to go down. That hey, perhaps Hollywood does this, have fixers. I do believe in that. People that make things happen. and But I, I don't know why people would want to believe this conspiracy. Well, I think to your point, it really is a maintaining of the status quo, right? That like mm. as long as this person continues to exist and and these entities seem unharmed and unchanged, we have our power. At the point that they seem fallible, they can be broken. Suddenly our power is not as uh, everlasting and, and yeah, powerful. Yeah, kind of. But the conspiracy is that people think he's dead, though. So it's not. They don't believe mm -hmm. that this current Paul McCartney, who I just Googled, that's on a canoe and you know on a river somewhere enjoying <laughs> quarantine. They don't think that's him. That shit don't make right. no goddamn sense to me. Right, so. but that's the internet, right? Or that's the internet of old. I think that the powers uh, that be, true. what is their motivation for it? I think their want is to maintain status quo. Okay. Now, to your point, why do random people want to believe that? <laughs> right. I don't know. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's the part that scares me. I can understand wanting to believe Tupac is still alive. But wanting uh -huh. to believe that Paul McCartney is dead and is now replaced. And it's not even some out there conspiracy like he's been replaced by a lizard person or an alien or cloning right. or anything like that. No, it's, it's a dude. man named Jimmy Shears. Just some dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, that's not even a sexy name. Nobody gets was, horny for Jimmy Shears. They find him in a hotel lobby in a Beatles cover band and they say, hey, there's been up, an accident. Jimmy. <laughs> Get those shoes off. We're going to need to make a weird <laughs> album cover. We want him to be dead, but we want to tell people in secret that he alive. I mean, right. it's the whole thing. Don't ask questions. Here goes some money. We'll leave some little hints <laughs> everywhere we go. Just because. You'll, you'll be Paul from Just now cause. on. Just because. Just because. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're willing to risk it all for little homages to his death. <laughs> Well, Janelle, I think we did it. Cool. I think we nailed it. This was a fantastic <laughs> episode. Could you tell the people where they can find you? Any cool stuff you have going on? Yeah, you can find me online and uh, oh. in my online and, uh, and in my house, basically, because I'm in quarantine like everybody else uh, should enough. be. 
But um, watch Black Monday. Uh, I'm on season two, and it's a fantastic black ass show, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of it. Watch my Netflix uh, comedy lineup. Uh, pfft, I don't know. Google me. I'm out there. Yeah, Google her. She's out there in uh, Netflix. Her Netflix special is hilarious. Black Monday is hilarious. Oh, listen to my what? album, Black and Mild. The comic just offered to pay me to listen to my album, which is like, is quarantine driving everybody crazy? That's crazy. Okay, and, well, send I mean, their email over to me. I'll do it. <laughs> I was I'll touched, but I... No, just, <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen to that. It's the thing I'm most proud of. And, and I guess my kids too or whatever, but... Yeah. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess my kid's cool, but Black and Mild, that's where I really feel like I nailed it. I killed that shit. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been another episode of My Mama Told Me. Once again, follow us and and like and subscribe on whatever platforms you do that shit. Oh, and last thing, if you have anything that you would like to send us, drops, artwork, alien dick pics, whatever it may be, please send those to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to see it. I would love to read it. I would love to experience it and potentially play it in one of our episodes. Have a good day. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wounded. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.